Welcome to episode 9 of the Highly Caffeinated Fitness Weigh-In. Hi Shona, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, how are you? There's, you were, obviously you were watching the concentration of my face trying not to get that wrong. I see the cogs turning. <laughs> you, could the, you could hear the cogs turning. Uh, All good? Yeah, good today actually. This month uh, seems to be flying by. Apart from that, it's fucking freezing. Well yeah, apart from that. But, but it's Scotland. We're supposed to, this is the weather we're supposed to get at this yeah, time of year, exactly. so we gotta suck it up and get on with it. I know. Cool, so we have, we seem to be getting five questions every week, which yep. is great. It works nicely for a nice short, sharp episode. So question number one, why after the gym or training do I feel cold and not because it's minus two outside? <laughs> that was going to be my smart arse, it's fucking freezing outside, why do you think you're cold? Why are you cold? Because you live in Scotland, yeah. Um. Well, obviously, when you're in the gym, there's loads of different uh, things that happen within the body, physiologically. So your core temperature goes up again um, as you train. Um, the body has to work extra hard to keep you cool. Um, you will sweat. Uh, so we all know that disgusting feeling when you leave the gym and the sweat just becomes like... Sticky. Sticky and, and cold. <laughs> Lovely. Um, and it's just a way of your body now cooling back down to its normal base level after training yeah well you th- i think we do or i think a lot of people do forget the temperature increase that you will have when you train yeah it's not like a hundred degrees increase but you're definitely going to your auto regulate upwards i'm so hot when i train and then you've got <laughs> well i'm i genuinely after two warm-up sets i'm i start to sweat so uh. like my i i heat up very quickly um so yeah so just your body's auto regulation of temperature is very good and because you increase your temperature in the gym, it, it'll be colder outside regardless. So, yeah, I'm guessing that's probably the reason why why it happens. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, I wouldn't freak out about it. I would just take make a, maybe a hoodie and put the hoodie on after training. Mm. Always a good shout. Take keep warm clothes. To be honest with you, it's a good. It's a very very good. Um, well, it's a good thing if your body is capable of returning to a base temperature after training and it can cool itself down. Mm. If you stayed hot for a long period of time post-training, then it's it's not a good body regulation mm. system that you have. Yeah. It's yeah. not very efficient anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What was your question? You heard a question? Yeah, so somebody had said to me, basically, at what point is... Is it too low to have your calories? Um, What's your thought on that? Well, I, I kind of said, how well, long a piece dep- of string? It, depend, <laughs> it depends. It does. But my, my, my first initial uh, question back to them uh, was, can you sustain the calories that you're on? If you tell me what you're currently on and you can sustain that long term, like, you know, a couple of months, a year, then I would say that's fine for your body and the way that your your lifestyle is. If, however, you could not sustain the calories that you're currently eating and you run the risk of potentially coming to a point where you're going to fall off the bandwagon and have maybe an extreme binge or, you know, it's interrupting your energy levels, your concentration, cognitive function at work, then that is not a sustainable amount of calories long term. Yeah, absolutely. I think you, you get to a point where, yes, you can sit quite low in in terms of per person obviously every individual is going to be different yeah. but it's where things like binges it's where your um untracked snacks because you're 
just eating because you're hungry. Yeah. It's all it's where these things start to flip and yeah. your diet actually becomes miserable. Yeah. So yeah, you can you know, I've previously done dieting in the past where I have been quite savage with my calories and I can adhere to it right pretty well. Um for a period of time before I then have to revert back up yeah. again because it, it is a tough headspace to be in. Um, I mean, what's I guess what's sustainable for me as well would mm. be completely unsustainable for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well. So you have to take into account genetics, body shape, body gender, size, genders. Yeah, yeah. Um, output, etc. Yeah, absolutely. I think like there's that. so many different. There's so many variables in that question yeah. that it's very difficult to say um, bar the fact that you have to look at the the output that comes from it so if you have yeah. your calories too low you will know straight away because you're hungry your energy levels are shit, your sleep will go to go, go upside down your recovery is bad mm-hmm. there's so many different things that you look at and you know yeah. as, as coaches that's what we look at to try to make sure that we're getting the best out of somebody's diet you know there isn't there is no reason why you can't cut calories slightly lower than you normally would if you have a holiday coming up in six weeks yeah. or but the idea is is that we want especially as a coach you want to be able to find that sort of maintainable level where you can chip yeah. away at body fat but it doesn't affect your life around it yeah um, and that's kind of where we want to be you know we don't want to have a four week fat loss you know, you want to be doing it sustainably over a period of time, so you can mm-hmm. keep it off, basically. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. um, it's the age old the age old answer for every question. It depends. It depends. It depends. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Uh, question number three. What sports did you or do you play? Uh. Well, I I grew up playing hockey and swimming quite competitively so I think I probably got my broad shoulders from swimming <laughs> you, have, you have a wingspan <laughs> from uh, yeah from swimming um, I played hockey as well throughout school and then played for my university as well um, and then after dislocating my knee did not want to return to that sport um, <laughs> understandable uh, but uh, yeah I, I, I liked um, I loved the swimming it gave me um, it definitely gave me good foundations for the physique that I have today I would say yeah um, for me it was football I um, played football all the way through um, and then started playing some rugby at school um, but football was the main sport ended up playing at Motherwell Dunfermline in Newcastle um, and then actually just before I got married so I've been married for a year now just before I got married went back to playing football a bit um, back at the club that I started at as a kid uh, well, when I say as a kid, there was no kids football when I was. It was I pretty much played with adults from the age of about ten and eleven. Uh, so yeah, went back and did a few games with them. So yeah, football's always been there. Bit of rugby, some martial arts when I was doing the doors. Um, martial arts. Did you do any racket sports? Nah. I like a bit of batters. I actually quite like badminton. Yeah. At, at college, I did sports coaching at college. So I ended up. I'm now qual- I'm qualified in. Um, I'm a qualified volleyball teacher of all things oh are you yes, yes. volleyball was alright but yeah I loved badminton volleyball was good badminton was good yeah, fun as well I was good at um, whacking a cock or two <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> this 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 is oh. definitely going to be on the explicit term on this one <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to try and get the next question oh, 
That was genius. I'm going to use that for my comedy stuff. Uh, I think. Uh, right. Fourth question. Who are, who is, who was, who are your fitness idols? Uh, when I grew up, I actually... Still can't get that. <laughs> anyway, oh, fitness okay. idols. Um, I idolised Kelly Holmes, actually. I was a huge fan of Kelly Holmes. Dame Kelly. Yeah. I did, I really loved her. I loved her physique. She was muscular, yet athletic as well. Um, and she was just a good role model for me growing up because she did a lot of charity work and yeah, she was just a good all-rounder. Cool. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other people to be honest with you. I'm struggling. Yeah. Mine's is originally, well, my dad was one of them. Oh, stop it. My dad's one of them because my dad's, oh. well, my dad's 67 and he only gave up playing oh. five sides like two years ago. He was 65 still playing football once a week. Um, but he was, you know he doesn't listen to this yeah. I know he doesn't listen to this <laughs> but he was he kind of to be fair he was kind of my role model with fitness because he played football but also because of the fact obviously he did so much for me getting me to and from sport etc yeah. and getting me like he was the person that got me into the gym I started training in a gym at nine eight nine years old oh. and it's because he got he took him, himself out of the way to take me to somebody who could help me be stronger fitter faster for football um, so I was very lucky in that one but out with that, um, probably Arnold. Arnold's always been there. You know, one of the first books in fitness that I read was uh, Arnold's Modern. That's what I thought you were going to say. Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. Um, you know, yeah, Arnold. Um, probably in football, Alan Shearer was one of them. Um, he played for Newcastle. Oh, he was yeah. just a beast. Um, but yeah, I think there's. I think you have quite a few different people. Like just now, I'm really enjoying watching the changes in Chris Bumstead's physique. Oh, like, he is just outrageous. Genuinely, like his physique is unbelievable. Like, every woman wants him. Every man wants to be him. That's exactly. <laughs> it. But yeah, you've got that. But then also, I suppose if you, I was to then go to like, for instance, in, in the film industry at the moment, Henry Cavill, like. Would that, you? Would you that, get him as Oh, ab- absolutely. For Ooh. someone who's a, f- a movie, st- like a film star, he his physique is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And, but he's also a geek, which just makes me go, that's what, that's awesome. Like, because he loves, like, all the geeky shit. He's yeah. a proper geek. Yeah. But he's in great mm-hmm. nick. Henry so, like, like, Henry Cavill's a definite for me. Like, I um, remember in, in the film industry, I would say Robin Williams. Yeah. I just love that man. Yeah. I'm so he's, sad when he died. Yeah, it was a. That's a, that is because it's still probably Hook's still one of my favorite films. I love Hook. That film. Oh, that's so funny. But it's yeah. also really sad because there's like a real poignant quote that comes from Hook as well, um, which is if I can get it right, um, to live would be an awfully big adventure. Oh, which yeah, obviously that's just sad. for what he, what happened to him yeah. is quite a poignant quote. But he's um, just done some fascinating films that have got good storylines. Yeah. It's just so yeah, so no, nah, but they were, mm. you could, Craig and me, we could be here for a while with oh, people that actually, have yeah. been role models or idols in any way like that, so yeah, yeah. but uh, in fact, actually, I'll, I'll make a mention to John Meadows, uh, I worked oh, with okay. John coaching and he passed away two years ago now, um, but he was, gen- they say never meet your heroes, but I call bullshit on that one, I met, <laughs> I met John and was fortunate enough to host him over here for a seminar and genuinely one of the most down to earth yet Aww. most like just nicest guys and he had one of those voices where you could listen like if you it's put him on like repeat voice. if you put him on repeat like you're th- it's one of those voices that i would love all audiobooks to be done by <laughs> basically uh. 
So yes, um, Bubba, come on, open up your. My phone's decided it's not going to open up to so I can get the last question. Oh. Okay, final one uh, is what are your top tips for fat loss? Uh, well, first of all, I think you need to have some sort of consistency and routine in your life. So that would be gathering a couple of habits that you can sustain long term and complete on a daily basis. So, yeah, so you need to have at least, well, let's just take for an example, um, completing 5,000 steps religiously every day. Now, it's not, um, that doesn't, maybe doesn't sound like a lot to some people who complete fifteen to 20,000 per day, but you want to start small, okay, because if you can complete these, it then encourages you to add on other habits or increase that. So, yeah, starting off small, maybe 5,000 steps a day, drinking two litres of water, getting at least six to eight hours of sleep every night. There you go. There's three habits yeah. off the bat that would be a good starting point to try and help you towards losing body fat. I think the probably the best tip for fat loss that I could give is just to keep things simple. Yeah. Exactly as you've just said. Don't put too many things, don't, don't get too many things in play. So basically I'm the same as you for clients. The basics are set number of steps per day. I want your calories, I want your protein target, and then across the course of the week, we want your training three, three times a week, and something small like six or seven fruit or veg, portions of fruit or veg a day. But keep it simple, like you can make it as complicated as you want, but the issue with that is, is that that then starts to make adherence difficult, so yeah. you can't stick to that. So. Um, I had a I've had a, a check in with a client this morning already, and it was you know they've been struggling after Christmas to get back to basics. It's because they've been trying to do too many things. Yeah. They're trying to tick too many boxes, and that just it just it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Absolutely, especially at a time of year where you're sitting, and go oh you know there, there's nothing much on, so I'll just do everything at one time. Like no 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 no, yeah. this is like don't overwhelm yourself. You're going back to work. You're getting potentially family back into routine mm -hmm. you just need to keep things simple um it's the same with your work schedule as well like yeah. you could probably write out a, a, an a4 sheet back and front with a list of things that need to be done for that job yep but if you did look at that list at the start of the day it would be so overwhelming for you to complete all of those tasks in one day you probably actually wouldn't do half of them um, yeah. whereas if you you know if you start a day and think right okay i have four tasks today that I would like to complete um, the likelihood of you falling through with that is very very high yeah and that's it and it's about building that consistency isn't it it's if you can keep ticking those bo checking those boxes off yeah. and being consistent with them across the course of the six months the nine months twelve months fat loss will occur yeah. it'll come provided you're ticking those boxes yeah. and similarly to the, the 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 second question, the one about how low are your calories, a lot of this stuff is about setting um, maintainable goals. So we could set you as a coach. I want you to train seven days a week, but that's far too eight's far too much. You're not getting recovery time. But also, how can you if you've got a busy a busy work family life etc. Exactly. How are you going to get seven sessions in a week? I know. Try to say um, that to Betty, who's got five kids and is a yeah. single mum. Well, that's, <laughs> that's not yeah. happening. I'm going to set you 1,200 <laughs> calories a day. Well, it's going to be fucking miserable. You're going to be falling off the wagon at all times. So let's just make things nice and simple. Have a 17, 16, 1700 calorie um, target. 
that will keep you in a, a more modest deficit, but across the course of six months, you're going to have less binges, you're going to have less um, less ghosting snacks yeah. where you're not counting them, yeah. uh, and you're going to make better progress. So the big one is simplicity, is just keeping things simple, you know. We all see these, you know, we see so many things on Instagram nowadays where it's like, oh, this is the next best thing to help you lose body fat. And you're like, yeah, simplicity and com- consistency. They're the two number yeah. thing, one things you've got mm-hmm. to tick. And it's about keeping small, manageable goals. Yeah. You know, daily checklists where you've got three or four things to do. And you religiously tick them off and you'll make progress and that's what you want. The, to be fair, the, yeah. the same, same goes for muscle building. Well, you yeah, know, exactly. It's exactly. Just, all it is is a difference in your nutritionist. You go from yeah. a, sur- a deficit to a surplus. Uh, and again, it's a modest surplus. We're not banging up 1,000 calories over your maintenance. Yeah. You know, a couple of hundred just to just tide things over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, absolutely simplicity. Fat loss, tips for fat loss is always, it's always about keeping things simple, keeping yeah. things easy and manageable. Another thing I'd probably suggest for, for fat loss journey uh, is to really just Purple life her- I was about to say Herbishite Herbishite, herbishite. <laughs> <laughs> Always do Herbalife uh, Yeah it'd probably be to not compare yourself to other people I see people do this time and time again and it just derails you because everybody's journey is different times the, the timeline is completely specific to the individual so what somebody can lose in a month, you unfortunately may take five months to do it. It's just a harsh reality. That's the way it is. And you don't know what that person is doing in comparison to you. So, A hundred percent. It's the same thing when you get people comparing themselves to like um, fitness models and bodybuilders yeah. on social media. You do realise that a lot of these people are assisting pharmaceutically. Yeah. A lot of these people don't have the same pressures that you do with... No. A, a, a work having to juggle work and family life you know these people have got professional chefs they've got the best um, they've got the best experts across the board to help them and you know it's unhelpful comparing yourself yeah. and also pointless comparing yourself because you're not in the same boat it's as simple yeah. as that you know even you could take yourself and another female personal trainer of roughly the same height the roughly the same weight and you've got completely different different yep. lifestyles so exactly. there's no point in trying to compare yourself to somebody else no. yeah all it is is comparison is a thief of joy it is a hundred percent that if you are continuously focusing on somebody else you know the grass is not always greener it's just yeah that's true I like that. look after your own grass <laughs> trim your own grass fertilise it <laughs> trim it keep it manicured <laughs> and everything will be fine uh, yeah so yes I would agree with that Excellent. Yeah, there we go. So five questions done. Um, we have our Instagram. It is at highly underscore caffeinated underscore fwi. If you're listening to this, tag a um, screenshot, tag us, put us up on your social media. Also give us a little rating. Five stars is always good. Um, so that we can have a better viewability to everybody who may need us. Yes. So anyway, episode nine done. We're nearly at double figures. Oh. Next one up. Shona, it's been a pleasure. Sound. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>